0: Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. We're going to go through As a Man Thinketh. In the beginning of the book, there's a great little poem that uh, James Allen is the author, Uh, and he wrote this, Mind is the master power that molds and makes, and man is mind, and evermore he takes. The tool of thought and shaping what he wills brings forth a thousand joys, a thousand ills. He thinks in secret, and it comes to pass. Environment is but his looking glass. The first chapter is called uh, Thought and Character. And he says in the, kind of like in the preamble of the book, there's a foreword. I'll just read you the foreword because it's short. He says, this little volume, uh, the result of meditation and experience is not intended as an exhaustive treatise on the much written subject of the power of thought. It's suggestive rather than explanatory, its object being to stimulate men and women to the discovery and perception of the truth that they themselves are the maker of themselves. By virtue of the thoughts which they choose and encourage, the mind is the master weaver both of the inner garment of character and the outer garment of circumstances. And that they may have hitherto woven in ignorance and pain, they may now weave in enlightenment and happiness. James Allen. So here's here's where we start off here. He says, the aphorism, as a man thinketh, thinketh in his heart, so is he, not only embraces the whole of a man's being, but is so comprehensive as to reach out to every condition and circumstance of his life. A man is literally what he thinks, his character being the complete sum of all of his thoughts. As a plant springs forth and could not be without the seed, so every act a man springs from, the hidden seeds of thought, and could not have appeared without them. This applies equally to those acts called spontaneous and unpremeditated, as to those which are deliberately executed. Act is the blossom of thought, and joy is the suffer. excuse me, act is the blossom of thought, and joy and suffering are the fruits, thus does a man garner in the sweet and bitter fruitage of his own husbandry. So it doesn't matter which one you're experiencing, you're creating it. You're creating it. And I find that if we can, if we can, like one of the biggest gifts I think a person could give themselves is to move out of their own self-judgment. If you can look at the great things that you do and the crazy-ass shit things that you could do and not judge yourself and just come from the place of, isn't this interesting? Why am I creating this in my life? Because so much of what we do is completely unconscious. If we get out of that judgment, we can then begin to change the patterns of thought that are causing the stuff that we don't like in our life to occur. Judgment is the worst part of it, though. Because we're so taught, like we're when you're raised with the idea of shame and guilt behind. Any kind of discipline in your life, whether it's a religious discipline or just some virtuous idea of ethics that your parents or society gave you, if we can get outside of that judgment, we can really break free to do some serious change in our life. The judgment just keeps us, every time we see that we made a mistake and we screwed up or we hurt someone or we hurt ourselves or whatever it is, we get in the judgment of I'm a bad person. Not only do we destroy our self-esteem, but it keeps us in the cycle of that story, which is very difficult to break out of and get into the truth. The same thing with judging others, by the way. Whenever somebody else does something, it's really great if you say, if you remember this phrase, remember this phrase, I understand that they don't understand. You might want to write that down. I understand that they don't understand. Now, you don't need to say this to them. A matter of fact, I encourage you not to say this to them. But it's something to keep your mind based in truth. Somebody screws up, somebody screws you over, somebody makes a mistake, somebody gossips about you, somebody destroys you on the Internet. I understand that they don't understand. A parent, a lover, a, ch- a, a one of your children, a friend, a grandparent, Anybody that you socialize with, business partner, when they do something, even if it appears like they're intentionally attacking you, I understand that they don't understand. Because nobody intentionally destroys another person or themselves from a conscious perspective. It's an unconscious belief that's causing them to do that. Even though they may we may look at them and go, hey, they're fully conscious of what they're doing. They may be fully conscious of the action, but they're not fully conscious of the attention of the action. And there's a big difference. There's a big difference. If the only way that I know to respond to the world is to punch somebody in the mouth every time they say something ignorant to me, I don't have options in my mind to do something different. I don't. So I immediately go to that reaction. That's one of the reasons why people create so much drama in their life. They don't have another option in their consciousness. The only way that they've learned is through the way they think about the thought, so then those ideas become their own character. And that's what we want to reverse. We want to move into a place of consciousness where we actually have more options to make those changes. Somebody rejects you on a call, on a sales call, I understand that they don't understand Don't get into, I know I can change this person. I know I can help this person. Why aren't they buying from me? Maybe I'm not as good as I thought. Am I actually supposed to be doing this? No, I understand that they don't understand. Our job is to bring our individual light in whatever we do to the world. And then look for the people that can accept the light, not change the ones that can't. You see? And then we we begin to set ourselves free. He says... Thought in the mind hath made us. What we are by thought was wrought and built. If a man's mind hath evil thoughts, pain comes on him, as comes the wheel of the ox behind. If one endure in purity of thought, joy follows him, as his own shadow is for sure. Man is a growth by law, and not, uh, not by a creation of artifice. And cause and effect is the absolute and undevastating in the, in the hidden realm of thought, as it is in the world of visible and material things. A noble and godlike character is not a thing of favor or chance, but is a natural result of continued effort in right thinking, the effect of long cherished association with godlike thoughts. An ignoble and bestial character, by the same process, is the result of continued harboring of groveling thoughts. Man is made or unmade by himself. In the armory of thought that he forges the weapons by which he destroys himself, he also fashions the tools which he builds for himself heavenly mansions of joy, strength, and peace. By the right, right choice and true application of thought, man ascends to the divine perfection. By the abuse of wrong application of thought, he descends below the level of the beast. Between these two extremes are all of the grades of character, and a man is their maker and master. Of all of the beautiful uh, truths pertaining to the soul, which have been restored and brought to light in this age, none is more gladdening or fruitful of divine promise and confidence than this. The man is the master of thought and the molder of character, and the maker and the shaper of condition, environment, and destiny. As a being of power, intelligence, and love, and the Lord of his own thoughts, man holds the key to every situation and contains with himself that transforming and regenerative agency by which he may make himself whatever he wills. Man is always the master, even in his weakest and most abandoned state. But in his weakest and degradation, he is the foolish master who misgoverns his own household. When he begins to reflect upon his condition, and to search diligently for the law upon which his being is established, he then becomes the wise master, directing his energies with intelligence and fashioning his thoughts to fruitful issues. Such is the conscious master, and man can only become by discovering within himself the laws of thought, which discovery is totally a matter of application, self-analysis, and experience. Now what are we gonna back that up with? Because if we're really thinking, if you're studying this from, uh, from the place of getting to the truth, we have to back this up with something. We cannot just state it as the fact is, there must be a reason for this. Which one is right or are they both right? Uh, and, and why is this a premise for the building of a person's character? So then that comes down to how do we view the universe? Like, what is the modus operandi of the universe that we live in? If we really step back and really look at what's happening, the only thing that becomes apparent is that life continues to move forward. We live in a universe of more life. It is always moving forward. But we have to look below the surface to see it because in our physical world, we experience the transformation of life on a regular basis. We experience it with the seasons of the year. We experience it with night and day. You know, everything is cyclical and everything is constantly transforming from one to another and then back again. So we have to go below the surface. We can't just go by the physical realm of everything. What we know is that energy just is. It is the cause and effect of itself. It's neither created nor destroyed. It always returns to its source of origination. Energy always returns to its source of origination. And it follows the law of the perpetual transmutation of energy. So it's always moving from one form to another and then back again. Hence the idea of more life. So life perpetually continues to move forward. If you were to start to think, is there another possibility? It would cancel itself out If there was an all-pervailing idea of evil or death in the absolute, life would infarcate on itself and it would cancel itself out. So that can't be the premise. It is secondary to the idea of life that we experience. There is a death. There is an, an evil or a bad in the understanding so far as we experience things, that that's what we've given a meaning or a name or a definition to that experience. However, what's very important to really understand about that is it's all a description of life going in the opposite direction momentarily. And that could be the life of anything. It could be the life of a conversation. If you get into a bad conversation or an argument with somebody, it's the death of that argument. But it is not the death of the people of the argument. It's not the death of life itself. So it just pertains to the momentary situation that we're experiencing. The energy behind anything continues to move forward. It continues to move forward. It's always moving. It's always moving. So the more that we understand that, the more we can separate ourselves from the secondary or the symptomatic experience of the truth and go down deep into what is the real reality. Because if I can, if I can bring a, a different definition to life, if I can hold the idea of why would I, why would I not judge somebody that did something wrong with me? Why, why would I not try to get back at somebody that did something wrong to me? Why would I not, uh, you know, fight this, that, or, or the other? Because I'm fighting a secondary, symptomatic problem. And it's all based on ignorance. It's based on somebody else or something else or a structure of something being created with the idea that there isn't more life and life is in the winning of that moment. And only may be in the winning of that moment if we win the argument, if we save the life of a physical thing, but life continues to go on in the foundation of its idea regardless. So if we want to move ourselves further and not be sucked into the experience of symptomatic life or symptomatic problems, right? Not enough money, not enough people in your business, not enough prospects. We have to harmonize our thought with the allness idea of the universe, more life. It's always moving forward. But the great thing about that is the moment that I take myself out of the symptomatic or the secondary, I put myself in the possibility of the all. I put myself in the possibility and the promise of the universe. Remember, power, possibility, and promise, right? They're all in the potential of the universal idea. All right, let me just wrap this up here. Only by much searching and mining are golden diamonds obtained, and man can find every truth connected with his being if he will dig deep into the mind of his soul and that he is the maker of his character, the molder of his life, the builder of his destiny, May he may unerringly prove if he will watch, control, and alter his thoughts, tracing their effects upon himself, upon others, and upon his life and circumstances, linking, uh, linking cause and effect by patient practice and investigation, and utilizing his every experience even to the most trivial everyday occurrence as a means of obtaining that knowledge of himself, which is understanding, wisdom, and power. Understanding, wisdom, and power. In the direction, as in no other, is the law of absolute, I'm sorry, is the law absolute that he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. For only by patience, practice, and ceaseless importunity can a man enter the door of the temple of knowledge. Now, I think that that's absolutely fantastic. So think about this. Mind is the master power that molds and makes. That's the the idea and the intention for today. And he's talking about persistence in that thought. When we do that, we, by demonstration, move out of the circumstances of the day and tap into the all potential power of the universe. And that's where we bring the thing that we need into our life. Because it's always here. It's already here. You can never experience something emotionally or in the imagination of your mind without it being here somewhere else in the universe. And as we harmonize with that, we we literally begin to change our life moment by moment.